Welcome to Blood Moon Milk. We've got Mike German here, and we're doing a special episode for our full moon in Aquarius. He's a local Atlanta artist, and this segment, this portion, is all about um, his creative process, and as well as inspiration and a good conversation. So, welcome to the episode. Thank you for the introduction. I thought we started this like uh, five minutes ago, but... <laughs> oh, no. Me? Oh, I did, because I get to do all the creative mastermind Good. sound smashing. So I'm adding it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were at your studio, at your house, and um, uh, we can show some of your art on our Instagram, but if you just want to describe uh, the kind of work that you do for people who might be listening who won't see pictures until later. Um, Give them an idea. I do collages, mostly made from art history books and science textbooks of sorts. Uh, A lot of sculptures get cut out, a lot of space stuff gets cut out, a lot of mythology in the mix, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's uh, definitely got its own style, which is really cool. And to actually spend time with uh, paper and like found materials, I think is an interesting perspective, and you end up with some really interesting compositions. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely like the idea that it's all physical for the most part. That's the like the aesthetic that I like is finding finding old things. I want to I want to make collages that look like they're already old. So yeah, so the physical aspect is essential. Yeah, I think you definitely achieve that. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of sort of occult yeah. um, visual <laughs> elements and themes throughout. Like I'm looking at um, some of your work and there's definitely a piece with the moon in it, which is really cool. Um, up on that clipboard in the corner. Um, so where did, where did you start? When did you just start doing collage art or like what's your background in art in general? Like how did all this happen? So I went to art school at UGA and digital media was my focus. So I did a lot of uh, like some video stuff, learned a lot of like graphic design, like new media, weird, weird yeah. stuff, performance art, like all kinds <laughs> of bizarre things. And then after I graduated, I started cutting up all of my old books and all of my old drawings and making, that's when I started doing collages. So it was actually after, after school, I didn't really make any collages when I was actually in school for art. Did you get inspired by something, or were you just like, meh? I mean, I've always, some of my favorite artists have always been uh, collage artists. Uh, Max Ernst did a bunch of collage art. Uh, he, he also did all sorts of other stuff, but his collages are some of my favorite, some of my favorite work. Yeah, I think I've seen your work at ATL Craft, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, yeah, Haley had me, she sort of asked me to do some candle holders for her. Mm-hmm. She had an idea that sort of worked with some projects I'd already been doing and uh, did some uh, little dice. Nice. Like collage dice that I'd already been making. She wanted to use them as like uh, almost like runes, like sort of divination tools. Because I've always had them and I've sort of been like, I don't know what they're for. Maybe they're for role-playing games. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I put some on chains like maybe it's a necklace. And <laughs> then I was like, maybe they're like ruins. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, story prompts. I like, you know, they're basically just dice with six different uh, images. Little, little images that I've cut out of. Oh, that's cool. I like that idea. I really like, uh, you're really pretty prolific as far as um, the stuff that you make. You don't just make, so like, 
collage and frames is sort of um, one thing that you do, but then that you do make really interesting and innovative products as well. Um, and they're not like mass produced things, they're all crafted um, from what I've seen. Um, so I think that's, it's really important to talk about um, professional working living artists mm -hmm. and how they go about uh, finding their inspiration and finding the drive in order to make stuff just because they want to versus because they have to. But so professionally, mostly I work uh, doing like film and television, commercial like sets, doing props. And it's not necessarily making them, mostly it's just handing them to actors when they're about to roll the camera. Uh, sometimes I get to make cool stuff, but for the most part, that's not very exciting either. So uh, <laughs> You did something for Videodrome, like with the astrologer? Yeah, I did get to make... I've, I've gotten to make some cool posters for yeah. people occasionally that uh, the astrologer... I didn't get to see the movie, which is supposed to be really crazy. Let's talk about your interest in astrology a little bit. Yeah, like how do you combine your art and your spirituality? I'm assuming you're sort of spiritual or just a little woo... This place has so many fucking crystals, y'all. It's fucking stupid. Right, we're surrounded by books and rocks and all kinds of other stuff. Like antique shit. Ugh. Yep. Uh, mm. I can certainly identify and feel at home in a place like this. So the thing that draws me to astrology is it sort of is linked to mythology, which I've always been super into. I like, and I really also like symbols a lot. Mm. So my art is mostly based on symbols. It, like I try to build narratives and like ideas where each thing I cut out can symbolize something. Maybe it symbolizes different things for different viewers. Uh, that's kind of, that's kind of the way I think about collage. So I like astrology because it's very, it's very symbol based, very symbol driven. Mm -hmm. So would you ever make a tarot deck? I really want to make a tarot deck. I've been talking about it for years and then people keep saying, Hey, when are you going to make that tarot deck? So Do you I will, I will yes. make it eventually. Uh, I'm like, what do you need? <laughs> I'm like, what do you need to make this yeah, happen? So I made it. I made a deck of playing cards, and I yeah. really like that project. I like the idea that there's, you know, a format. There's certain mm -hmm. certain mm -hmm. things you have to accomplish. You got to do, you know, the all these system. things. But the tarot deck is a little bit more to wrap your oh, head around yeah. because the, you know, there's so many. There's more cards, and it's not just the suit that you have to design and how you lay out the patterns of the suit. Well, it's, depending on how you want to do it, you can mm, do it like that. Yeah. I mean, you can make it as simple as you want, but I know... I right, or it's like if you just want to do whatever you want, you yeah. can do, say, make, I'll make an oracle deck, and mm -hmm. I'll just make yeah. a deck of whatever. But you should... I'll, yeah. make, I'll make a new deck that I've invented that yeah. doesn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, doesn't do But I want to do it. But I want to do a tarot deck. I want, I want to do... I want to... Uh, what's the one I did? I did a Wheel of Fortune collage for, yeah. uh, for a show that in Mind's Eye did where where everybody had all the major arcana that's cool uh so that was pretty fun but i i don't think i think i would have to do it digitally to be able i, I just to mm. to get that many pieces yeah. and to, especially with having like repeat symbols and stuff mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. think that digitally would be much easier yeah a little a little bit more could always do a combination of both you know, finding all the uh, all the physical elements and then cutting them out and then scanning them and yeah, sort of doing doing the back end of it digitally. But uh, yeah, so I guess that's just still where I am in the process. I'm still trying to wrap my head around exactly how to put it together. So, are you a spiritual person? Like, how do you 
know, how do you deal with that? Or like, how do you deal with that? Fuck, you know, uh, how do I deal with whether or not I'm a spiritual person? Yeah. I'm sort of, uh, I'm sort of all over the place. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I'm interested in, mm-hmm. in everything. Yeah. I think it's when ritual starts coming into it. So, oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was brushing my teeth and I was like, I want to ask him, does he have any rituals that he does? Like, does he have like practices that like help him tune in like when he does his art or just in general in your life? And now that I see all the crystals and tarot decks, I'm like, oh, I really like, (laughs) like, I just, I'm like, I need to know everything now. That's all. (laughs) That's all. So the tarot decks, I'm just I'm trying to learn so I can make one. And basically, also like I'm obsessive about collecting things. So mm-hmm. I get one, and I'm like, oh, look at all this art. There's a million different versions of this. I gotta find what's the next one that I like the best. Uh, which is kind of like when I was a kid, I would collect comic books, but I would barely ever read them because mm-hmm. I just wanted to see the art. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would read some of them. I would be like, all right, I'm gonna read all the X-Men ones, but then these other ones are just because mm-hmm. they're my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. I don't care what these guys are up to. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm collecting tarot decks and I go through the cards and try to learn what they all are, all the symbols, so I can hopefully make one soon. Uh, you have a lot of, oh, sorry, you have a lot of crystals around too, so how, how do they play into your creative practice? Uh, I just love rocks because like, it's like art that the earth made. Right? Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. I had a rock tumbler when I was a kid. Nice. And it was like, all right, here's like an annoying sound for. <laughs> months that we're gonna try to hide in this closet or something like that, and then it came out it's like, oh, cool! It's like here's a pound of jasper or whatever. Cool. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I still have a lot of those rocks that I told them. Anyways, I like. That's awesome. I like collecting them. I see new stuff. I'm like, look at this one. I got some rock with arsenic in it. I don't I don't eat it. Oh yeah, I I don't have a hard time not eating rocks. <laughs> they warned me when I bought it. They're like, there's arsenic in there. I said basically the same thing. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to eat it. (laughs) So I'm very interested in uh, sort of instances where uh, spiritual or metaphysical beliefs sort of overlap with scientific Mm -hmm. things like Mm -hmm. that. Like exactly what you're saying. You're like, oh, I had a weird dream. Maybe it's because I was sleeping with a poison rock. Right. (laughs) Maybe it's some energy. Maybe it's poison. Maybe it's both. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. To go back to your poison rock dream. I had, uh, I'm trying to remember. There was something where I had gotten a couple of new stones and put them next to my bed, and then that night I had a dream about a two-tailed cat. Ooh. And I looked it up, and I couldn't figure out what it was about exactly, but I'm going to get a tattoo of a cat with two tails. I like there's a, there's a few of them in, there's like some Japanese mythology. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's really the only instance of a two-tailed cat that I could find. Ooh, we should, we're going to ask about your childhood. Or like, yeah. Were you raised like fucking super Christian like me, or were you raised like super weirdo, crystal, junkie like Aurora? <laughs> or just normal? <laughs> What's normal? I was raised very mildly Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not really forced into it in any sense. Um, you've had a lot of shows, though, haven't you? I think you had a show at, like, White Spec earlier this year. I did. So I've had, I've had two, a couple of solo shows at Beep Beep Gallery. Okay. And a couple of group shows there before they went away. I used to be uh, at Beep Beep Gallery. It's where High Hi- Low is there right now. High Low um, Press. Yeah. Uh, it's the space that used, it's what used to be in that space. Uh, it's the guys who own Mother. Mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
they figured that they were having more fun drinking than they were doing. I think they were making more money. Absolutely. For the bar than actually losing money running an art gallery. Yeah, they absolutely made more money. Like, yeah. When uh, I say manage the gallery, I managed the gallery, but I was also the bartender at the gallery, too. So, uh, there was way yeah, more so, money. Yeah, so... Uh, I met James and Mark after I moved back, or I'd met James when I was in college, even though he didn't go to school with me. He visited Athens a couple times and knew people that cool. I knew. Met him there, met him and Mark when I moved back to Atlanta and started checking out art with those guys. And then they ran a gallery out of the house in Oakhurst that James and uh, my friend Steve and I don't remember who else lived there, but they that was the beginning of BB Gallery. It was a house in Oakhurst. They did a couple of shows there, then they got the space over off the ponds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a few shows with them, group shows all around, and then uh, after they closed, the White Specs show was the first. Well, it was actually the second show that I had after that, because I did one with Jason Kofke in a space downtown called Centerform uh, that my friend Jacob curated. He was like sort of a guest curator for their sort of a co-working space that they had in the building with uh, where Creative Loafing is and uh, some other stuff downtown. Cool. But had a two-person show there and then did the show at White Speck where I built the Is Creative Loafing still around? I think so. Okay. I think they fired all their language or something. Or they have no staff or something. I don't Something weird. <laughs> you, you started doing this in college. And how did you, like, end up, you know, kind of making it, like, a business or career? Like, how did you, like... Like, what did you do? Like, did you just show up to people and, like, hand them your art and, like, sell my shit? I'm beautiful. Can't you see my soul? Like, and what do you think it is that people, that draws people to it? Because it is, you know, weird and kind of eclectic or culty and it's not super mainstream. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I mean, other than the whole, you know, subconscious collective that we all recognize these symbols in our deep dark souls no i mean i think that's it it's like i try to use things that like you know all the different elements are you know either meaningful to me or they have some sort of you know contribute to some sort of narrative that i'm trying to tell i don't know if the narratives always come across or even if i know what they are all the time but uh but i think that people are you know people are still drawn to the same things like you know even if whether you, know, you think that some sort of crystal has some sort of a metaphysical power or if it's just like a beautiful rock that comes that was created over millions of years mm-hmm. either either way people are still drawn to it right. and it's like still a a nice image to use yeah well how do you how are you making your way through Atlanta with your art since it is like you know kind of weird and awesome but you know it's good weird. Yeah, it's not like it's not fucking stereotypical lobster font minimalism. Like it's, it's none of these lobster font minimalism. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not that. Thank <laughs> oh God. No, it's all kinds of it's weird weird shit that I've cut out, man. It's just snakes and octahedrons and <laughs> skulls and owls and shit. Snakes. I like the snake. Shooting a laser at the sculpture with the rainbow behind him. That was my favorite. <laughs> it's good. But I am a the, the two snakes in the cube. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I guess it's hard for me to see from here, but yeah, it's a cube. Yeah, the black cube of Saturn. Oh yeah, <laughs> the devil of yes. Saturn. Oh, I I asked you about like how are you like cultivating like your business and like your name in Atlanta or in anybody. Yeah, I don't know. So I just keep keep making these collages every once in a while. If I don't have anything specific that I'm working on, although I should be working on this tarot deck, I'll just Mm -hmm. start cutting stuff out. There's you know scraps of paper everywhere, things that I've cut out years ago, piling up books that I haven't that I I go to thrift stores like every week or two and just buy whatever good books they have. Yeah. Uh, anyways, just keep making stuff and I've been lucky to have uh, some pretty good feedback from Jerry Cullen specifically has written a lot of really great things about my work. He is so, so knowledgeable about art history. He knows where all these references are that I don't even know. I'll cut out some guy three years ago and then Eventually, I'm like, I don't know where this came from. And he blew it down. He's like, oh, that's from this painting. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. So I'll, I'll learn more about my work by reading his responses to it. But he, uh, that's fine. you know, he, yeah, he, he helps me to understand my own, you know, just like you were saying about how symbols have different meanings. You know, sometimes I forget what the, what the source material was and I'm reminded of it. But, uh, you know, he's he's helped me to sort of, to think about my work in a different way. And luckily after Beep Beep Gallery went away, I was able to pitch to Susan over at Whitespace. Like, hey, can I build like a shrine to a made up religion in y'all's little basement oh space? Oh my God. Oh my God, please describe your shrines. Like, like what goes into that? <laughs> so I had this idea. <laughs> <laughs> this, this could go way off track. Uh, I had this thought. It started with, I want to make a neon sign that's a life-size version of the circulatory system. <laughs> cool. And then I was like, all right, I don't have money to make a neon sign. I found this <laughs> stuff that's L-wire, which is basically just like glowing wire. And I was like, all right. I made, so I made a circulatory system out of it. Anyways, the idea was, I was like, how can I like sort of work backwards from this thing that I want to make, like visually? I was like, maybe it's a religion where they... Uh, mummify the intestines with like some sort of you know radioactive substance that makes it glow for a long time I don't know some sort of a uh, what's the word it has like a nuclear mm-hmm. half-life or something I don't know some, some sort yeah some sort of some sort of scientific explanation for how I could make a glowing and I was like all right so it's a religion based on the circulatory system so they you know they use a, the heart as a symbol, and it means like it's you know some sort of recursive meaning for mm-hmm. them. And I sort of went from there and came up with all these different symbols, and then started making collages and making objects with all those symbols that I had cut out, and made some weird glowing figure that was in the middle of it, and just made basically as much stuff as I could with the working from this sort of a uh, symbol catalog that I imagined they're uh, you know this sort of made up system of beliefs would that's fucking awesome yeah no i think that's a really great creative process like working reverse engineering what you want to make and then building you built a pseudo religion like that's fucking dope like you should write books or something like little like little or like you know how stories that you hand out in the a little five points or something where like you get accosted by the soapbox Mm -hmm. creatures or something but you just do it for like your own 
mm-hmm. circulatory mm-hmm. uh radioactive gut religion. Mm-hmm. Well like you know how like back when they were first writing okay, sorry about to be English nerdy, but um when they before they had novels, they would write like a chapter a piece like in newspapers and stuff before they like started publishing them just because it was inconvenient and expensive. But anyway, it was a whole thing. So, I mean, that's how Edgar Allan Poe started doing it. He would just publish little pieces. And I just imagine you writing little tiny like chapters, little small stories of like really like horror, like ultra fantasy, fanatical, like religious stuff. I don't know. I just want you to do that now with the glowing that could be a whole genre of, right? like weird fiction. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm add this to your to-do list. Yeah, like you're not busy enough. <laughs> be more busy. Make more stuff. Because it's cool. The end. Um, in the second here, I'm going to find that uh, mm-hmm. I wrote like a, a succinct version of what the, uh, oh my God. the thing was about. I'm, I'm so excited. Stand by. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't find what I'm looking for. But, uh, Anyways, from there, with the uh, the circulatory system being the basis of the religion, I went on to make a, a metaphorical journey and where I was using the old version of the solar system, where it was like a, a geocentric one. Mm-hmm. So it was like Earth and then Mars. And then, I don't remember the order now. Yeah. But it was it was a like a Ptolemaic uh, geocentric solar system and then it was like a metaphorically traversing from one planet to the next to mm-hmm. eventually get to the sun or something mm-hmm. like that and each planet had a different symbol and a different animal that represented it uh anyways that's all in the collages it's all scattered up and mixed together but uh it's where i sort of thought about the whole thing before i was like because i needed symbols to use to mix together and that was that was the way to do it rather than starting with a you know, traditional mythology or traditional yeah. stories. It's like, well, I, now I need a collage where the protagonist uh, confronts two snakes that one is one only tells lies, oh and the God. other one maybe <laughs> doesn't. Which one's which? I don't yeah. know. Something like that. I love that idea. Oh, I know what your stuff kind of reminds me of. Like, in have you ever read the Never Ending Story? Seen the movie. Oh fuck the movies. Okay. <laughs> They're horrible, but like the feel of your art has the feel of that book. The book is written in color, first of all. Like it's half in green and half in red. Um and it has to do with like what when he's in the book and when he's out of it. But he goes to like a really crazy like collage world. Like at some point, like because he starts creating the world. And so he's like, oh he creates like rainbow sand and like this crazy lion that he rides on and then he goes through this labyrinth and finds like a water anyway and he has to like go through like a riddle of the sphinx and the and he has to like talk to himself in the mirror and i think he has to do a similar like quest mm. test thing that you they remind me of so yeah that's what it, and that's my favorite book of all time and that made me want to be a writer so Aww. that's what your art reminds me of like that feel so, what is on the horizon for you? What's next? Other than the tarot deck. <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. That's okay. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I put so much work into that last this last uh, solo show that I did that I haven't really thought beyond that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that still on display? No, it okay. was in. It was earlier this year. It was like February. Oop. 
No, but I've done a few little one-off things. I have some stuff that's at Kibbe Gallery right now. Mm-hmm. Probably yes. not anymore now that the, once this thing airs. Oh. But, uh, it's only two weeks away. Yeah, it's a little spit out there. <laughs> well, I have no idea. But, uh, I cut out something yesterday or two days ago. Yeah. But uh, it's just a cutout thing. So far. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> we assume. <laughs> yeah. No, I just. I don't know. I've got a bunch of books that I haven't used yet. I bought a whole book of Oriental rugs that I've only used one rug out of. There's still hundreds. So random. Trying to mix it up. Yeah. So for your tarot deck, or for any of your stuff, like all your symbols and stuff, like I know you're like, oh, I cut one out for like three, like three months ago, and then like I forgot what it was, and then that the guy who you really admire, what's his name? Which one? The one who writes really kind of things. Jerry Cullen. Jerry Cullen. He he he's written for all all the online stuff. uh, uh, Who knows what else he's done? He's been writing for years. Mm. Smartest writer person who writes about me. <laughs> so do you do a lot of um, so do you do a lot of research before you do some of your art or do you just kind of flow with it or is it like half and half like how important yeah, is the research it's, it's, it's back and forth it's all over the place sometimes I'll have a bunch of stuff that I'll find and I'll be like oh I really need this to go with mm-hmm. it because I want it to mean something or mm-hmm. I'll find some stuff that aesthetically work and I'm like what what do these two symbols together what can I and I'll like go do some research and be like oh okay this is like you know, some specific things like oh it's kind of like that so then that'll inform whatever else comes in in the mix uh, so this collage up here with the two it's an owl and the wing is coming off mm-hmm. one side and there's the snakes and it's in space and it's the uh, I like that one a lot so anyways have y'all ever seen the OA <laughs> yes I made that before yes. the OA came out and then I was like that's all the exact same stuff made up <laughs> yeah OA. But to me, all the symbols are exactly the same, and it's like mm-hmm. that's yeah. Well, it's uh, and I know in some Native I tried to tag Britt Marlin on Twitter and said, Look at this thing I made, <laughs> no way, but I made it beforehand. <laughs> Notice me, senpai. <laughs> so clearly, everyone, Mike is in the flow of the universe and is just. Yeah, spilling it out in beautiful artwork all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so pay attention. He's, he's gonna, <laughs> like a few months before anything releases or before we all wake up to the truth of it, he's already tapped into he's it. He's already made a collage about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're actually just collaging our futures. And like, I think you're a channel. Like you're just like an artistic channel and you're just completely tapped into... As a I mean, so are all these all these collages are probably all different Netflix shows that haven't come out. Yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or they have come, they have come out, and I just haven't figured it out. Yet. Right. Just, yeah. Or, or like, just books or any pop culture, or just like someone's gonna wake up and be like, "Oh my god, this is the theme of my new whatever the fuck," and you're like, "Bitch, I made a collage of this a month ago." Yeah. Or. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still. I'm on the. You're just an open channel, like. And, you know, you're just going to make all this beautiful stuff. So you mentioned dreams earlier. Um, do dreams have a role in what you, in your creative process at all? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of these collages up here is based on a dream, oh, cool. which is real crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, the one with the pieta with uh, all the different um, 
crystal forms yeah. above it and like yeah. a weird clock. So that clock, how it's really giant like that compared to the, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, that's a time machine. So this Ooh. movie, it's a movie. I had a dream that was a movie. That's oh, awesome. God. It was basically the plot of a movie. It's a religious sci-fi thriller where uh, I love it. Satan yeah. goes back in time to prevent the crucifixion from happening so that he can't redeem the sins of humanity. Nice. With uh, a time machine. And that, anyways, that's what that that's was. That's funny. Like, so talk- Isn't that a good movie? That's, yes. Yeah, that's a great I idea. I mean, it could be Who awful. would play Satan? Uh, probably um, Al Pacino, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I love, like, mm, of course. I'm I have no idea. You. But anyways, that was a dream that I had, and I was like, wow, what a good idea. I'm not going to make the movie, so yeah. I'm not going to write the screenplay, but I'll do a little. Yeah. I'll yeah. You this, could do a treatment and sell it to a writer or producer. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, this is Atlanta. I mean, shit gets made here. I'll tell Tyler Perry next time I want to. Oh my god. I'm, I'm Tyler Perry presents Devil's Advocate. <laughs> Devil's Advocate time machine hot tub. <laughs> like, just throw a hot tub in there and somebody will buy it. Like, hot yep. tub time machine with the devil. <laughs> uh, so, um, it's funny that, like, so that... Now that I've seen it and now I understand like the metaphor for the crystals, um, there are like crystals out there that are called um, time traveler crystals, um, and they are actually this piece of tourmaline was sold to me as a time traveler, but it's does it work? Yeah, right. still figuring it out. It might be broken, or maybe I'm just broken. But like basically, the idea is that they. Um, have like they embody and they hold the energy of secrets from like past eons and experiences and it's kind of like Lemurian crystals are mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily from Lemuria but if you can figure out how to meditate with them and tap into their specific energy then you can kind of resonate on a similar frequency of whatever was vibing on in that area of time. screenplays that were written years ago yeah yeah it's like a zip drive yeah. <laughs> you just download it you're like oh okay cool yeah okay. yeah and then mike cuts it all you out see where my mind goes it. immediately i'm like all right this tourmaline is a zip drive and this right. is what our yep that's the symbolism and then uh yep i want to be in your head like i feel like it looks like this in my mental version of what happens in your brain there's like these sound effects that sound like ooh, like like <laughs> recorded on the eight track or something, mm-hmm. and then just I don't know, that's where my mind goes. It's really random. You should upgrade the production value and see it's <laughs> David Bowie with a theremin making that. Ooh, yes. Yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I noticed this uh, David Bowie. Uh, my friend Kelly McKernan painted that, and yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, that's just a print, but it's still. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, because I've just like you may not know or be able to define yourself as spiritual whatever but i'm like this person i also don't think he's a human soul so i'm on that train where i'm pretty sure i'm from like an alternate universe of fairies um she's an incarnated alien and i feel like you're also an incarnation of something because you are too fucking special to be tapping (laughs) like you were tapping into like some wild like shit like you were connected you know and you're able to just like put it out in like a digestible art form and like also people give you money so you're getting an energy exchange for that like whatever you're doing is working and it's very very like 
spiritual and kind of psychic and I don't know. Just tripping in. If you if you could not be a human, if you were an incarnated something else, what do you think you'd be? Some kind of animal. I don't know. Yeah. Not a unicorn though. No. No. <laughs> be a dragon. I think like a mammal or something like a mm-hmm. fox or a wolf or something. I don't know. Or a cat's Yeah. Be the two tailed cat. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like your. I can't remember what it was. It's uh, there was a couple of them. Uh, a couple of Japanese two-tailed cat characters. I'm like, there's one in my head, but I feel like it's... So, I don't know if you guys have been to the Michael C. Carlos Museum lately. <sighs> Not lately. Ca- we were supposed we were, to go! Yeah, we, the I went there uh, yesterday. It's so awesome. It's my, definitely my favorite museum. I'd forgotten. I hadn't been there in years, and I'd forgotten how much I love, I love it. The cat, the cat stuff was cool, but like mm-hmm. just being able to see all the, the mummies and stuff... Mm-hmm. Awesome, and what I didn't remember was the bookstore that they have there is amazing. Oh, no. It's the best bookstore I've ever been in. What? I haven't been since I was, uh, I think, in elementary school. I took a field trip there or something. Anyways, go to the Michael C. Carlos Museum. If you want to see the cat Egypt exhibit, you should see that. But if not, just go look at all the mummies because it's so good. And the books. Like, why are the books so good? Uh, because it's like, if you're going to a bookstore and you're like, all right, where's the cool section? It's the whole That's bookstore. That's the whole bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but what's the cool book section to you? Because mine is just the metafix physical section. Yeah, so it's like, everything in there is either about some sort of ancient culture, some sort of art, some sort of science, some sort of, uh, mixture of a weird belief in a, like, sacred like sacred geometry or something every, every book in there is about something like that bless it yeah mm, that sounds awesome we should take a field trip yes that's gonna happen yeah oh did you like study a lot of mythology because you said like your connection with astrology was through mythology so like were you like an obsessed kid with mythology or i definitely i had some mythology books when i was a kid i think i actually have that one, the illustrated book of myths, is one that I had. Mm-hmm. I've had for a long time. I was a kid. That's what I sort of started reading this. But uh, I don't know. I've just always liked th- those stories. I've always, I've always been drawn to them. And like, uh, so yeah, I've got a book called Constellations that is a really weird combination of like over my head scientific stuff about stars. And then the mythological uh, stories behind the constellations sort of mixed together. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Uh, and also has a foreword from Isaac Asimov, which is oh, yeah. my favorite. Yeah. And also, I heard, uh, in, well, I heard, I looked, I found on the internet somewhere that when I was looking into planetariums, because I was super, I'm like, why don't people do like concerts at planetariums? Wouldn't that be awesome? Anyways, I was yes. like, I was like, I oh. found that they did like there was a version of uh, the last question, which is a short story by Isaac Asimov, which is amazing. But they did like a planetarium version of it, and I'm pretty sure it was narrated by Leonard Nimoy. Oh, oh my god! And I was like, what the fuck, man? We gotta where's this <laughs> at? Step Bring it that up. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I went. Owned by the public school system, so they probably can't have alcohol fueled ragers. In there. No, but they have like their if they have like little alcohol drinking parties at the uh, at, at the Fern- Natural History Museum. But the Fern- uh, the Fernbank Science Center is like 
don't know. May, I mean, maybe not. I, I have no idea. Maybe you could but do I a private event. I want them to do. Yeah. Okay. To have concerts at the Burn We're yeah. coming for you. This is okay. Y'all talk about how you. <laughs> like I mean, it's food. one thing to have it in the Natural History Museum yeah. where you got the giant dinosaur skeleton. That's pretty awesome too. We had one of, one of one of my like high school dances them. was in there. It was oh really? Great. But <laughs> they should. Have, but the planetarium. There, come on. Yeah. No, I think that would be like a planetarium mixed with like a laser show mm-hmm. slash concert would be. Listen, I'm giving you guys a lot of my good ideas. Yeah, we're <laughs> taking them all. Just good. So you I just know. want to see them happen. Good, because yeah. I was about to t- uh, to ask, like, what other art stuff do you do other than badass uh, esoteric collages? <laughs> I made a Ouija board for scientists to communicate with the Earth. That's what? Awesome. Please, please explain. Tell, yeah. tell the whole story. It's it's the and periodic it's here. table. <laughs> oh my god! Instead of the alphabet. So you can only communicate via chemistry. Oh my god. What? It's the, the mystic board of the chemical elements. Okay. No, Alright, so nobody commissioned it. It's okay. basically it's a print uh, that I did. It's like a like a transfer. But I designed the mystic board of the chemical elements because it, it basically was the most literal combination of like science and magic that I could think of. And I was like, yeah, it's for... You know, I made like the little narrative. It's for scientists used to communicate with the earth, or perhaps spirits that can only communicate via chemistry. It's like you know, why would yeah use this Ouija board? It's like you know, you're assuming they can speak English and can spell and all this stuff. Yeah, it's like maybe it's the earth is moving in, telling you about. Uh, I don't know what they're telling you, but you know. Stop. But there it is. That's the idea. Of, stop digging me full of holes. I, this, <laughs> Probably. Is, this is that is such a beautiful concept. Uh, yeah, I love that idea. Her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you sold any of these? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've sold a few. I had it. So this was an art show. It was for a solo show that I did at BB Gallery. Cool. Yeah. Called, which one was that for? It was. I think it was. Uh, Archaeomancy was a show that I did, which was basically I sort of made a parallel between uh, creating stuff from, you know, culling symbols out of old books as to the sort of creating meaning out of old found, like from the earth or something. I don't know. Like, sort of, uh, anyways, that was the thought. And then, so it had a lot of uh, uh, science versus mysticism, kind of, or not versus necessarily, mm-hmm. but science crossed with mysticism, sort of. Uh, I love it. Symbols, and this was really the most literal, the most literal one. Glenn Danzig is showing his library. Have y'all seen this no. video? No, I've seen. It's this. like him in the shadows in this corner next to a bookshop, <laughs> and he's like, like pulling out books from his library. He's like, all right, this one's about real stories about werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> all true, all verified. That video is amazing. Anyways, that's what I feel like right now is Glenn Danzig telling me all about my werewolf books. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm here for it though. So I guess to to wrap up, is there anything else you like want to say or um, feel compelled to say? How can people find you in your work? Yeah, I'm all over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram yeah. is the best place. That's where I always post all the art. Uh, my German art. Also, I don't know if you guys know this, I have a Twitter account that's a bot that tweets uh, descriptions of my artwork that it makes 
except from a spreadsheet that I... What? That's awesome. Oh my god. I need that. Yes. Um, let me read you some excerpts, because it's... Yes. I, when I made it, I was really enthralled. I was like, this is amazing. This thing, every four <laughs> hours, this thing is going to tweet about my artwork. It's so good. Uh, the things that it says, though, are kind of funny. Uh, These works display angelic philosophies that attempt to worship the void using alchemy. Hashtag ATL art. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, That's amazing. German's pieces suggest mystical clippings that claim to project evil through the lens of assembled paper. Yes. Uh, I need need to make a These pieces examine southern gothic diagrams in order to project Asimov with paper collage. That's really smart. These works display extraterrestrial formulas that philosophically alter psychohistory using collage. Oh my god, psychohistory. Yes. Uh, These are great. (laughs) Mike German's works display intergalactic relics that philosophically re-examine cosmology through the lens of found paper. Holy shit! That is so so on point! Like, what? That's exactly what your art is! Well, I mean, obviously I made this spreadsheet with all the good words. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, The compositions on. display imagined archetypes In order to speculate on the nature of philosophy Using some old stuff he cut up And glued back together <laughs> I'm going to follow you <laughs> Just the whole podcast Is just going to be you reading this <laughs> Nothing else uh, it's, I don't remember when I made this But it's got almost 3,000 tweets now wow. So it's once every 4 hours it <laughs> Wow these pieces tend to present Promethean elements to symbolize the void through a Ouija board. Yes. Symbolize the void. These pieces recontextualize dark scrolls in order to symbolize the solar system through aged paper. Y'all, this motherfucker's a Scorpio. I don't know if y'all could <laughs> gather that through the fucking last hour we've been talking about. <laughs> but he's really into the void. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw your chart and it was like almost everything was in Scorpio. So two people that I've shown my chart to have laughed at me. <laughs> yeah. And I, in both times I didn't know why. I was like, the second person to laugh at me? <laughs> what does that mean? Right. It means because of course. It, it does. It's like, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course. And I think you only didn't laugh at me because I'd already told you I got laughed at twice before I showed it to you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Wait, okay, so your your sun sign Scorpio, what is it? Is his moon and rising and everything? I think your rising sign might be a Sagittarius, but I think... It's Taurus. Taurus? And then the... You're just so Scorpio and Sagittarius. Like, no wonder you're fucking in the throes of your, like, philosophical imagination, dreamscape, void realm. Like, whoa. Yep. All makes sense. But, like, all the Libra stuff, it's, it's like, his Mercury is in Libra, which I find super interesting because put your art out there. Like, is that, like, really important to you to, like, cultivate, like, like, partnerships with people? Like, when you work with them and, like, your art and stuff? Like... You you don't seem like a sellout, so maybe. I mean, I, I feel like in a in a way that's like a, a way that I relate to people is through is through that art, you know, mm-hmm. and that, as that is sort of a an instigator of relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that wraps up the interview. Yeah, um, we're 
weird conversation. Yeah. Of exploring my dad's yeah. house, y'all. Uh, Good luck uh, with the editing. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. Oh, you can still show us. Yeah.